0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, original edition, which is published by our good partners at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or from also the link at top you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles, O.E., on that uh, same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both a daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to your email from the Course of Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9:15 to 10:55 or so. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, with Section 5, The Fear to Look Within we're also mindful of our lesson today lesson 238 on my decision all salvation rests and by way of opening this morning I turned to Shailen Harkin again and found this beautiful little poem called stubborn resistance (laughs) stubborn resistance I think we have one unmuted line if you please okay it's okay if you're scared when you're opening the seed. she was scared too do you think the coal wanted to become a diamond huh she was scared out of her wits of change it took her 10,000 years to even be able to pray for it and what about our favorite cliche the caterpillar You must have heard his shrieks of resistance as some bigger force unwelcomely impelled it to eat its own form while disclosing nothing of those secret wings. The acorn was so stodgy, the far right of the plant kingdom, 100% closed in by the hard walls of its staunch beliefs. My, oh, my, did he resist becoming the regal, generous oak The only thing different in us from them is we have even more stubborn resistance but ultimately we are impelled by the same irresistible force to completely self-destruct into a new and improved yet to be discovered marvel do your best to allow this you too were made for wings isn't that just splendid? Amen. Yes it is, Lori, thank you.
1: Yes, oh, it is. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, thank you.
2: So.
3: Thank Sorry, you. This <laughs> a
2: <break>. uh,
3: um <laughs> that was perfect. I don't know whether it's your line or someone else's, but um you're breaking up the parts, so
0: just thought I'd you know that. Oh, okay. No, not um, for me.
4: Not for me. It is totally okay. clear. For me. Well, well maybe it's familiar. my
3: line. Maybe I'll call back in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, hi. You do have just a little bit of um breaking, yeah. Thanks, Lana. Okay doke, be um, right back. Okay, sweetie. All right, my friends, here's our reading list this morning. We have Yvonne, Lemoyne, Jessica, Fran, and Robin Marie. And we're joined in listening this morning by Renee and Ida and Lana and Karen. Who else has joined us? Would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Good, hey, morning, good morning, Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Carla. And good morning, Patricia. Available to read. Oh. All righty, thank you. Good morning, Miss Mary. I'll be listening. Morning, Mary, and
5: uh, Micah and Roz, I'll be, I can read. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Thank you. righty. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so glad you're all here. As we begin reading again in Chapter 21, The Inner Picture. In section 5, The Fear to Look Within. And paragraph 41. The Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful. Errors He will correct, but this makes no one fearful. You are indeed afraid to look within and see the sin you think is there. This you would not be fearful to admit. Fear and association with sin the ego deems quite appropriate. And smiles approvingly. It has no fear to let you feel ashamed. It doubts not your belief and faith in sin. Its temples do not shake because of this. Your faith that sin is there but witnesses to your desire that it be there to see. This merely seems to be the source of fear. Now, Ivan. Thank you, Laurie. Chapter
1: 21, The Inner Picture. The fear to look within, section 5. The Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful. Errors he will correct, but this makes no one fearful. You are indeed afraid to look within and see the sin you think is there. This you would not be fearful to admit. Fear in association with sin, the ego deems quite appropriate and smiles approvingly. It has no fear to let you feel ashamed. It doubts not your belief and faith in faith and sin. Its temples do not shake because of this. Your faith that sin is there, but witnesses to your desire that it be there to see. This merely seemed to be the source of fear. Remember that the ego is not alone. Its rule is tempered, and and its unknown, quote, enemy, whom it cannot see, it fears. Loudly, the ego tells you not to look inward, for if you do, your eyes will light on sin, and God will strike you blind. This you believe, and so you do not look. Yet, this is not the ego's hidden fear, nor yours who serve it. Loudly indeed the ego claims it is, too loudly and too often. For underneath this constant shout and frantic proclamation, the ego is not certain that it is so. Beneath your fear to look within, because of sin is yet another fear and one which the ego and one which makes the ego tremble.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Fleboyne.
6: Remember that the ego is not alone. Its rule is tempered and its unknown quote-unquote enemy whom it cannot even see it fears. Loudly, the ego The ego tells you not to look inward, for if you do, your eyes will light on sin, and God will strike you blind. This you believe, and so you do not look. Yet this is not the ego's hidden fear, nor yours who serve it. Loudly indeed, the ego claims it is, too loudly and too often. For underneath this constant shout and frantic proclamation, the ego is not certain it is so. Beneath your fear to look within because of sin is yet another fear and one which makes the ego tremble. What if you looked within and saw no sin? This Seeming fearful question is one the ego never asks. And you who ask it now are threatening the ego's whole defensive system too seriously for it to bother to pretend it is your friend. Those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that their identity lies in the ego. A holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you in truth and your belief in sin has been already shaken nor are you now entirely unwilling to look within and see it not.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne.
4: And Jessica. Thanks. Um, 43. What if you looked within and saw no sin? This so-called fearful question is one the ego never asks. And you who ask it now are threatening the ego's whole defensive system too seriously for it to bother to pretend it is your friend. Those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that their identity lies in the ego. A holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you in truth. And your belief in sin has been already shaken. Nor are you now entirely unwilling to look within and see it not. Your liberation still is only partial still limited and incomplete, yet born within you. Not wholly mad, you have been willing to look on much of your insanity and recognize its madness. Your faith is moving inward, past insanity and on to reason. And what your reason tells you now, the ego would not hear. The Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind the ego knows not of. No more did you. And yet this part with which you now identify is not afraid to look upon itself. It knows no sin. How otherwise could it have been willing to see the Holy Spirit's purpose as its own? Thank you,
0: Jessica and Fran. 44. Your liberation still is only partial, still limited and incomplete, yet born within you. Not wholly mad, you have been willing to look on much of your insanity and recognize its madness. Your faith is moving inward, past insanity and on to reason. And what your reason tells you now the ego would not hear. The Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind the ego knows not of. No more did you. And yet this part with which you now identify is not afraid to look upon itself. It knows no sin. How otherwise could it have been willing to see the Holy Spirit's purpose as its own? 45. This part has seen your brother and recognized him perfectly since time began and it desired nothing but to join with him and to be free again as once it was it has been waiting for the birth of freedom the acceptance of release to come to you and now you recognize that it was not the ego that joined the holy spirit's purpose and so there must be something else think not that this is madness for this your reason tells you and it follows perfectly from what you have already learned. Thank you, Fran.
4: And Robin Marie. 45. This <clears throat> This part has seen your brother and recognized him perfectly since time began and it desired nothing but to join with him and to be free again as once it was it has been waiting for the birth of freedom the acceptance of release to come to you and now you recognize that it was not the ego that joined the Holy Spirit's purpose and so there must be something else think not that this is madness For this is your reason. For this your reason tells you. And it follows perfectly from what you have already learned. 46. There is no inconsistency in what the Holy Spirit teaches. This is the reasoning of the sane. You have perceived the ego's madness and not been afraid because you did not choose to share in it. At times it still deceives you, yet in your saner moments its ranting strikes no terror in your hearts, for you have realized that all the gifts it would withdraw from you in rage at your presumptuous wish to look within you do not want. A few remaining trinkets still seem to shine and catch your eye. Yet you would not, quote, sell, unquote, heaven to have them.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Patricia. 46. There is no inconsistency in what the Holy Spirit teaches. This is the reasoning of the same. You have perceived the ego's madness and not been made afraid because you did not choose to share in it. At times, it still deceives you. Yet, in your saner moment, its ranting strikes no terror In your heart, for you have
7: realized
0: that all the gifts that would withdraw from you in rage at your presumptuousness. wish to look within. Excuse me. For you have realized that all the gifts that would withdraw from you in rage at your presumptuous wish to look within you do not want a few remaining trinkets still seem to shine and catch your eye yet you would not sell heaven to have them 47 and now the eagle is afraid yet what it hears in terror. The other part hears as the sweetest music. The song it longed to hear since first the ego came into your minds. The ego's weakness is its strength. The song of freedom which sings the praises of another world, brings to it hope for of peace. For it remembers heaven. And now it sees that heaven has come to earth at last, from which the ego's rule has kept it out so long. Heaven has come because it found a home in your relationship on earth. (laughs) And earth can hold no longer what has been given heaven as its own. Thank you, Patricia. And Micah.
5: Okay, um, okay. so 47. And now the ego is afraid. <clears throat> and <clears throat> yet what it hears in terror, the other part hears as the sweetest music. The song it loves to hear since first the ego came into your minds. The ego's weakness is its strength. The song of freedom which sings the praises of another world brings to it hope of peace for it remembers heaven and now it sees that heaven has come to earth at last from which the eagle's rule has kept, has kept it, it out so long. Heaven has come because it found a home In your relationship on earth and earth can hold no longer what has been given heaven as its own 48 look gently on each other and remember the ego's weakness is revealed in both your sight what it would keep apart has met and joined and looks upon the ego unafraid Little children, innocent of sin, follow in gladness the way to certainty. Be not held back by fear's insane insistence that sureness lies in doubt. This has no meaning. What matters it to you, how loudly it is proclaimed. The senseless is not made meaningful by repetition and by clamor. The quiet way is open. Follow it happily and question not what must be so.
0: Thank you, Micah. And is there a new reader to complete with 48
2: today? I can. Oh,
0: thank you, Linda. Mm
2: -hmm. 48. Look gently on each other. And remember, the ego's weakness is revealed in both your sight. What it would keep apart has met and joined and looks upon the ego unafraid. Little children, innocent of sin, follow in gladness the way to certainty. Be not held back by fear's insane insistence that sureness, lies in doubt this has no meaning what matters it to you how loudly it is proclaimed the senseless is not made meaningful by repetition and by clamor the quiet way is open follow it happily and question not what must be so amen
0: oh yes Thank you, Lana. Um, So just a brief summary then, the fear to look within. From 41, the Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful. Errors he will correct, but this makes no one fearful. In 42, remember that the ego is not alone. Its rule is tempered, and its unknown so called enemy, whom it cannot even see, it fears. And beneath your fear to look within because of sin is yet another fear, and one which makes the ego tremble. In 43, what if you looked within and saw no sin? This fearful question is one the ego never asks those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that their identity lies in the ego the holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you in truth in 44 your faith is moving inward past insanity and on to reason and what your reason tells you now the ego would not hear The Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind the ego knows not of, no more to chew. And yet this part, with which you now identify, is not afraid to look upon itself, it knows no sin. How otherwise could it have been willing to see the Holy Spirit's purpose as its own? In 45, this part has seen your brother and recognized him perfectly since time began and it desired nothing but to join with him and to be free again as once it was it has been waiting for the birth of freedom the acceptance of release to come to you and it was not the ego that joins the holy spirit's purpose and so there must be something else in 46 there is no inconsistency in what the holy spirit teaches this is the reasoning of the same You have perceived the ego's madness and not been afraid because you did not choose to share in it. In forty-seven, and now the ego is afraid, what it hears in terror, the other part hears as the sweetest music. The ego's weakness is its strength. The song of freedom, which sings the praises of another world, brings to it hope of peace, for it remembers heaven, and now it sees that heaven has come to earth at last, from which the egos rule, has stood out so long. Heaven has come, as it found a home in your relationship on earth, and earth can no longer, and earth can hold no longer what has been given heaven as its own. And finally, look gently on each other and remember the ego's weakness is revealed in both your sight. What it would keep apart has met and joined and looks upon the ego unafraid. Little children innocent of sin, following gladness, the way to certainty, the quiet way is open. Follow it happily and question not what must be so. Amen, and the floor is open. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Laurie.
4: Thank you,
0: Laurie.
2: Thank you, you Lori.
0: Thank you, this is Ida. Uh, good morning. Well, uh, first, I with the title the fear to look at within i thought this was going to be one of those sections where he talks about the mad dogs fear and stuff like that again but it's not um but still it's it's a hard-hitting um section just in a peaceful way
3: um um Remember that the ego is not alone. Um,
0: and it's unknown enemy whom it cannot even see it fears. But the fearful question it, it, it's like it's saying how the ego and your true self are just opposites, you know? Um, because there is no inconsistency in what the Holy Spirit teaches.
4: This is the reasoning of the same, <laughs> and now the ego isn't pr- afraid yet. What it hears in terror, the other part hears as the sweetest music. So
0: it's it's a really good. It's a not. It's not the longest section either, but it's a really good section. Um, the senseless is not made meaningful by repetition and by clamor. We hear that in the world all the time, don't we? Repetition and by clamor. But we, ha- we know the quiet way is open, so we can walk that way. Thanks. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Ida. That's one of my favorite paragraphs here. Quiet yeah. way is open. Thank you, Ida. Thank you.
4: Thank, you. thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. I really enjoyed that.
1: Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Ida.
5: This is Micah. I, um, I enjoy how this section uh, is inviting a different lens uh, to look at this moment. Uh, you know, out of body identification. You know, into uh, the realm of the holy relationship, the shared identity, that unity. Um, it's it, it's a sweet calling. He does it so so. Um, so sweetly, you know, it's, uh, so it kind of here in, um, paragraph 43, uh, a holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you in truth, and then in, uh, 45, uh, let's see, but... To join with him and to be free again, as once it was, oh well I'll go a little further. okay and it desired nothing but to join with him, and to be free again as once as once it was and um, and down in paragraph 47. Heaven has come because it found a home in your relationship on earth. Yeah, it's... uh, Anyway, I think I'm done. It's a sweet calling to move into that. uh, To me, it's like the changeless dwelling place. And when I I look at, you know, what's not changing, uh, my... Lens of perception starts to soften, and I stop looking at form and objects as the main subject, and it start, and I start to start looking at energy itself. And that's where I feel the uh, shared consciousness, that shared identity starts to come alive. And it's the you know, it ends up being the life of permeating the moment that changeless dwelling place. Um, Anyway, I think i am done. Thank you, Micah. Oh,
0: thank you,
2: Micah.
0: Micah.
3: Good morning, it's Lana. I agree, Ida. This is a short section, but has lots of goodies in it. Um, I like this where it says, um, <clears throat> those who have in paragraph 43 those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that their identity lies in the ego um, i love that and whether I'm uh, because for me it's it's a decision I make consciously in the present moment um, Choosing to identify with the ego is something that seems to occur unconsciously. I, I just become aware of sitting in a pile of fear or some other ego um, experience, but the. The choice to join my brother is one I make consciously. And whether I'm joining my brother or I'm joining God um, in this present moment, it's decision to detach myself from the ego and uh, identity and to choose truth instead. Um, and uh, it, it's telling me all I have to do is bring my attention, focus, and awareness back to God it's just a movement of mind um, shifting directions of where I take my awareness and that's just a fundamental choice I need to make if I'm choosing peace instead of of conflict and I love also the part where it's where it talks about the fearful question What if you looked within and saw no sin, you know, and and I share often about the question that I asked um, uh, often, a question where the ego has no answer. And if even if it did, it wouldn't tell me. Um, It's an answer. It's a question that just renders the ego silent and that is what is the truth of this you know the only one that can respond to that question and answer it for me is Holy Spirit and as the ego is silenced that frees my mind to welcome in the quieter message um, the one that was covered over by the rant and raving of the ego Uh, so for a second when I ask that question what is the truth of it I open up a space for it to show up it's like um, I'm welcoming in the truth I'm choosing the truth and um, there's more I you know I can share but um, for right now those two uh, parts really uh, jumped out at me today I'm complete thank you
4: Thank you, Lana. I, was... this is Robin. Okay. Oh, Thank you, Lana. That was really helpful. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, Thank you, Lana. Thanks,
7: Lana.
4: Okay. I was Thank just uh... i remind... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just reminded uh of the other day when I was listening and we were talking about uh the importance of being connected to source and and working, um, uh, like, moving with the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking of how useful the picture that I had of my heart with uh, technological wires coming up to my ear, like earbuds, and that when I'm listening to somebody, I can... Plug in. I can put, you know, those earbuds in my ears and listen that way. And it was very much. It reminded me of what Lana was speaking of, of um, you know, the choice that we have. And for me, because I'm very uh, visual, um, that was helpful. Thank you. Sorry that I jumped in too fast. <laughs> I always feel like I don't have very much time, but.
0: Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you, Robin Marie. And that was really sweet. I'm glad I'm glad you persisted. <laughs> thank you. Thank you,
3: Robin Marie. Oh, thank you, Robin Marie. And that was such thank a you, gra- great message because as soon as the earbuds go in, everything else outside of them becomes silent. So <laughs> that is um that's really a great way to remember it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mana.
8: Hi Hi, this is Chris. Um, really enjoying the shares and the reading. What struck out to me is uh the uh, choosing heaven in my mind um, or choosing love um, this morning I practice non judgmental awareness of the feelings and perceptions that came in and just allow it to pass as I was practicing being the observer in the present moment And a profound stillness occurred. And that stillness is, to me, symbolic of heaven within. Um, And just observing any opportunities to give uh, any... Fearful perceptions or any fear, lack, or separation that might arise, and just allow it to pass, and choose to be in that state of mind where I'm. I feel pretty very connected to uh, to that peace, and and more thoughts come into. Um, to support that vibration um, I've been practicing uh, letting a uh, estranged relationship with my daughter just be as it is and accept it and whenever I'm moved to share something kind inspirational or loving Uh, send it her way and yesterday after seven years of not physically seeing her and not uh, getting any responses from the text that I send I she came in I was at my father's ceremony we were celebrating his life after he transitioned um, and she showed up, and when I saw her, she looked at me and gave me such a warm embrace, and I embraced her, and it was just a, a – I, I anticipated it happening, uh, but let go of the result of how it would happen. All I All I wanted to do is be like the father – uh, to that son who squandered away from his presence and came back. Um, so it was a very a very uh, fulfilling uh, a very uh, connecting moment with me with my daughter. However, I have to say that I created a fulfilling, connecting experience in my mind with God and with her before that even happened. Uh, And I love the results of that. Family members were coming towards me saying, your daughter's here, your daughter's here. And it felt really good i didn't i didn't get elated by it uh but i did feel that peaceful satisfaction to know she was there but she was there in my heart all this time all these seven years um so that that felt very heavenly thank you i'm complete
3: Thank
0: you, Chris. Oh,
3: so well, thank you for you. Sorry. I'm so happy to hear that. What a
0: holy instant. Wow, thank you. Yeah, yeah me too. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Chris.
4: Wow, Thank yeah. you for yeah. taking that. That's so full, and it's so wonderful to realize that, you know, you created that, that you kept your mm-hmm. heart open, and you created that. So wonderful. Thank you, Chris.
1: Yeah,
0: very touching story thank you for sharing that. just sweeter than sweet oh, thank you everyone and here we are at the top of the hour <laughs> so friends with us again today and with our thanks Fran, we turn it over to you for our reflection on the lesson today thank you Lori hi everybody We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme we're on is, What is Salvation? Today's lesson is Lesson 238, On My Decision, All Salvation Rests. So I'll read some from What is Salvation? Salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to Him at last. It cannot but be kept. It guarantees that time will have an end and all the thoughts that have been born in time will end as well. God's Word is given every mind which thinks that it has separate thoughts and will replace these thoughts of conflict with the thought of peace. The thought of peace was given to God's Son the instant that his mind had thought of war. There was no need for such a thought before, for peace was given without opposite and merely was. But when the mind is split, there is a need of healing. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing, failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus, it lets illusions go. By not supporting them, it merely lets them quietly go down to dust. And what they hid is now revealed, an altar to the holy name of God. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a while together. Here we share our final dream. It is a dream in which there is no sorrow, for it holds ahead of all the glory given us by God. From here, we give salvation to the world, for it is here salvation was received. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned, that time is almost over, And God's son has but an instant more to wait until his father is remembered. Dreams are done. Eternity has shined away the world. And only heaven now exists at all. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 238. On my decision, all salvation rests. Father... Your trust in me has been so great, I must be worthy. You created me and know me as I am. And yet you placed your son's salvation in my hands and let it rest on my decision. I must be beloved of you indeed. And I must be steadfast in holiness as well. That you would give your son to me in certainty that he is safe, who still is part of you and yet is mine because he is myself. <clears throat> and so again today, we pause to think how much our Father loves us, and how dear his Son, created by his love, remains to him, whose love is made complete in him. We'll take a moment to reflect on this. Lesson 238, when my decision, all salvation rests. And so again today, we pause to think how much our Father loves us, and how dear His Son, created by His love, remains to Him. His love is made complete in Him. Lesson 238, on my decision, all salvation rests.
3: Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank
3: you. That gave me holy, holy, goosebumps. holy goosebumps this morning. Thank you. Holy yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like I got picked up and dropped there, Fran. It was just beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you.
4: Thanks, God. It was really powerful.
3: This is Renee. I didn't want to miss this opportunity Chris to express my condolences um, at the loss of your father I'm sorry oh
0: that was sweet Renee thank you
8: yes it was thank you so much Renee
0: yes thank you Renee Fran. I think it's just amazing that he tells us that um, on our decision all salvation rests. Not just my salvation but everything I think affects others. Wow. (laughs) That's a new one for me. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Thank you,
1: Fran.
3: Oh, thank you, Fran. Yeah, it's like miracles. Our miracles touch everyone when we, Mm -hmm. I guess, when initially we have one specific person or situation, but that love that's extended, wow, it goes everywhere in the kingdom. (laughs) You know, so it's great, it's a great reminder of how our extension of love and our decision To choose that and do that, how it affects the whole sonship. Beautiful. Thanks for highlighting that, Mm Fran.
4: Yeah, thank thank you, you Fran.
0: Hi, this is Patricia. Wow, you guys. This is... um, bringing up so much Uh, one is my gratitude quickly to this course and the curriculum and how they start with the tiniest thing they don't start with peace and war they start with a cup and a table you know in your kitchen (laughs) you know the tiniest things and the thing that's happening to me right now that's feeling so beautifully (laughs) Brand new, almost. I can feel my my three brothers and my sister. And uh, one brother passed through a suicide, which is a quick story of the kind of trauma these five children went through. So I'm telling this, what happened to me through the course as I progressed was... Um, As our parents passed away, I became the one that was the cause of everything to even the point where one brother's in the hospital and he's got some attack of a kidney and the doctor says it's because your sister had you drink that Calistoga water. It's like it's always Patricia. So it was so intense and solid that I did a dropout. I, at that point when I gave up myself, my ego knew there's no way to win here. I had to drop out completely. So I did what Chris said with all four of them. And I guess to realize now as I remember it, you guys, I, it was like going through hell for about five or six years for the ego because I did nothing but listen in silence and when i ever communicated which i needed to do the way chris i had to only do it in writing so it could be just simple and neutral and it was always either a compliment an appreciation of something i remembered about them that was alive in me or it was a celebratory share and no matter what came back through those years, I I let my oh, it wasn't easy. But here's the thing that's new: the day came, Chris, and everybody it did. It was like a year ago, so it held solid for a whole year. This is the truth. I get a text of a trauma that a sister has. And the brother is saying, well, remember this about our sister, Patricia. You know, she's been the one who's, she's been the one who's always been there for us. i a lot for me to say this, you guys, because that is another dimension. That is an altered timeline. That. Wasn't just at this moment, before this moment, that was a ripple through me of what Chris is sharing. Like, look at the miracle, it just happened. Don't get excited, don't change your behavior, but look what just happened. The past pain is gone. Now I'm realizing, you guys, it wasn't just gone for me, it's been a brand new. Freedom for every one of my brothers and sisters for a solid year. They still talk amongst each other about a a sister that was always there for them. It it does. It does. I just want to be a witness to that. And it's the little thing. It's the second, the holy instant of either silence or appreciation. Thank you very much. Oh, that was really beautiful, beautiful, Patricia. Oh, wow!
4: Thank, Thank you. you, Patricia. Thank you
0: so Thank much, Patricia. Really
4: so touching, and happy for you and for all of us. Thank you for sharing that. Very Thank heartfelt. Thank you. Too. Very heartfelt. Thank you, Patricia. Bless you, dear.
0: You just have to love those healing ripples.
4: Just gorgeous. Thank you. This is Jessica. I I feel moved to share what I shared on the lesson call this morning about this lesson, because to me, what it was saying today is that it's my decision whether I see separation or see union that uh, on which salvation rests. If I see separation, and I look at things from the ego, I'm not advancing salvation. If I see that my brothers and sisters, who may appear to be, you know, doing something hurtful to one another or to me or To the world, if I see them as separate from me, then I'm not, then I'm not, that decision is not advancing salvation. Um, But if I see that they are me, and um, what they're feeling, thinking, and doing is a projection of the fear that I have and the fear that. Anyone has, and that we are all together one. That is salvation, because like it as th- that is forgiveness. If I um, love them and love what is happening, you, as an you know, recognizing that it isn't really what I think, what the ego thinks it is, what it looks like on face value, that it's just. It's a fear of the truth, and the truth is a beautiful thing, and the truth is that we are, you know, it's its a matter of hardly any time at all, according to this course, that we will all be and know we are one, I'm complete. Oh,
0: that was beautiful, Jessica. Thank you. Oh, Jessica, that
3: really sang to me. Thank you for sharing it.
4: Yes, thank you.
0: It's very healing to my heart, too, and I know it will. I'll let it ripple through oh, my being in time, because what else is time for, right? Thanks. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Thanks, Ida. Thank you. can I unmute? No, we hear you, Judy. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I, um, you know, this, this, um, section is something that I'm holding fairly, um, earnestly in my heart. I participate in a in a fellowship that people come into very broken and full of self-loathing and hatred, hatred for themselves and the world. And in their isolation and their despair, they take on a 12-step program which, which um, is riddled with the fear to look within. It's riddled with it. And the and the shame, the fear and the shame that it speaks of in the, um, with sin, fear in association with sin, the ego deems quite appropriate and smiles approvingly. Oh, it just reeks of evil to me in my heart today. And the ego deems quite appropriate to, let, to fear, to let me feel ashamed And that the shame keeps people from wanting to do their their inventory, their inventory of their mistakes, not their sins, their mistakes, their errors in perception that led them to anger and fear. And I just ask you all to say a prayer for me. In my wanting to be able to share what I've learned in this course, about the holiness and the perfectness of God's love for us and how he created us whole in his likeness in his image. And that line that says, what if we looked within and saw no sin? If we had that ability that isn't clouded with this horror of, horror of judgment of ourselves to see that we just made mistakes that we knew not what we did or we're doing in our misperception that we were a body and that what we say or think or do has anything to do with us being worthy of love or unworthy of love in God's eyes or what should be each other's eyes. And there's no specialness in love. And this is so powerfully earthbound to me that people who have been in in my program for 40 years practicing, practicing, practicing spiritual principles, brotherhood, you know, love, tolerance, generosity, forgiveness, still look on each other, judging each other through the acts and the thoughts and the words that come out of a body which have nothing to do with the reality of the formless perfection of what we are. And help me, God. Help me, God, that I can see it and be that, because I still struggle, too. I still struggle, and I still struggle from people judging me according to what I say and how I act and what I do in a body. And I think that I can be heard by their perception of me being in a body. It happened this morning. And by the time I got home, I was, my mind was restored to the oneness of my mind with God. And he said, you know, this is all recognized. None of this matters. It absolutely doesn't matter. They're judging you doesn't matter. You judging you doesn't matter. That you're making something out of nothing, and giving it meaning and importance, and you're disturbing your peace, Judith. Do not do this. It's so disabling when we make judgment real and meaningful, and then our emotions become attached to it. I. It's a. It's a weapon. It's a sword, and it and dices my peace and my oneness with my brothers and my sisters. and you know there's freedom, great freedom to know that I'm a spirit and you can't touch me. You can't touch this, you can't hurt this. And you can't hurt me. You can't hurt me. And you know what? I don't have to take the bait and you're off the hook because I'm free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And so is everybody else. Hold no one to their sense of guilt, of being capable of hurting me. No one can be hurtful to me. It's impossible. You can't touch this. I am responsible for my own salvation. (laughs) Holy Lord, Lord in heaven. Make it clear to me. Make perfect to me what's perfect in me. Amen. I need all the prayers, prayers and blessings for all my brothers and sisters today and their forgiveness and their love. And I wholly admit it. I wholly want it. And I wholly desire it. Thank you. Amen.
7: You got it, Judy. Thank you so much for sharing. I love you, you,
4: I Thank you. So. Yeah. What a
3: gift you must be for all your um companions in AA, you know, to be able to share um what you share here for them, um, so they to help free them or at least point their mind towards their own innocence. What a gift you are. Thank you Thank for you.
0: sharing that. Thank you, Anna, but oh. if they only knew it. <laughs> Holy mackerel, let's not take ourselves so seriously. Oh, God's their source, and only God does it. <laughs> only God's doing it. I don't know.
3: I don't know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we're one with God. You know, I know we're one with God. And someone on Facebook asked me a similar question. And I said, no, I may not be able to awaken my brother, but I share because uh, hopefully I'll be able to point their mind in the direction of the one who can. And um, that's, you know, you know, that's all... I'm never doing, I'm a (laughs)
0: mind-pointer, I'm complete. Thank you, Lana. It's a matter of willingness, willingness to look within and hold myself responsible for how I'm feeling. And when people are still in that victim mentality, they're always pointing the figure, their finger. You are responsible for how I feel. And you know, I take on a lot from people who are still pointing on their their fingers. And you know, I I re, I relinquished that to my to my Lord and I said, You've given me the gift for pissing people off
6: and I'm just
0: enough <laughs> opportunity for spiritual growth. <laughs> oh, that's priceless. I love that.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank you.
8: yeah thank you Judy I know that how diligent you are and how much you enjoy your healing and practice you I I know you're a wonderful teacher of demonstrating that to them Um, you are to me and what you share in your experiences thank you
0: Oh, that's a gift, Thank you, Chris.
4: Thank you, Judy. Thanks. You just gave me the perfect message for today, and most definitely,
0: we are more alike than we and have more in common than not. Thanks again. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone always. I really love you, and so glad you're all here and it's just we make things so difficult for each other and it's it's something i do i make things difficult for myself and how much easier it is just to see love all things being loving and and a call for love you know call to be loved and love calling us to be loving as ever <laughs> it's just one big circle circle, 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 coming home, always being at home in love, identifying what makes me safe, what makes me comfortable, what makes me feel at peace, and to know that perfect love is within me and to never forget that, no matter what's going on or how disturbing things can appear to be. So be it. I'm going to be quiet now.
4: Well, you know, Judy, Judy, you talked about pointing a finger. Well, literally a man that I didn't know was walking by yesterday and looked at me and stretched out his whole, whole arm and pointed a finger at me, literally. And he was a young man
0: and I let myself feel afraid. But, you know, and it went on from there and I asked for prayers and stuff like that and I felt better later,
4: but um, I was thinking just now, but, you know, I could send him love. I, mean, I
3: could pray for him, And but what would I have done? Would I have cared
4: about him any little bit if he had just been walking nearby and he hadn't done anything that seemed to attack me? Um, no, I don't think so. So, I think that, uh, you know, I have a long way to go <laughs> in my being proactive with love, you know, in the first place instead of waiting until something happens that disturbs my peace. And it's really good for me to realize that today. Thank you and be able to share
3: it
0: with you. I'm complete.
4: Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank
0: you so much, Ida. Thank you, Ida.
2: Oh, thank you, Ida.
4: Amen. Thank you, Ida. Hi. I was just like uh, in my head. I was just like, okay, there's, there's a person and his middle finger is pointed at me and I'm going to say in my head, hey, it must hurt a lot. Let me kiss it. (laughs) <laughs> and that's so weird that you had that happen to you because it was in my head. So we really are, you know, traveling in the same vibration on the same path. And I thank you so much for all of you for being here.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie.
3: Thank you. All minds are joined. I
8: absolutely love Robin Marie, what you just shared. That must hurt to do that. Let me kiss it. That is such a powerful statement. Uh, just want to share that. And although, um, Hmm, how can I say this? What others, my brothers and sisters say and do is a projection of their own reality in their minds about themselves and their own breed. what I want is to be immune to those opinions and actions in their call out for help. So I won't be a victim of of that where I'm so secure and present and standing in that love where I look at that and just compassion pours from me because they're really hurting to say that. It's not about me. Uh, Thank you. I'm
0: complete. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. you.
4: Oh, Oh, yes. Thank <laughs> Bye, y'all.
0: Bye. Oh, have a beautiful have day, Robin Marie. And thank you for your shares this morning.
3: Yes, thank you, Robin Marie.
0: Yep,
3: yeah, you. have a beautiful day.
0: You know, it's funny, Lana, that you said that about me being such a gift and a good teacher. And I've had so many people tell me that. You know, I've sponsored a lot of people and what a good teacher I am. And I've had people tell me repeatedly over the course of years that I should teach the Course in Miracles because I of my understanding and love for it. And, um, you know, at, at the same time, on, on any given day, I can be accused by a different frame of mind of people who say, you're teachy-preachy, and you think you're better than and holier than. And it's so important for me to hear What's being said today, um, like what you just shared, Chris? so thank you all for your shares Thank you,
8: Judy
0: Thank you Judy uh, thank you Judy yeah. mm, thank you yeah, thank you, Judy. Patricia here again for a quick um, parallel example. I just came from like a seven-year sabbatical where I was uh, living literally in the woods with people didn't know me much, hardly at all. And the animals uh, and plants, but mainly the animals came. Now, I even, I have foxes that brought me wounded ones. I have, uh, that stayed with me and all kinds, and that they would interact. So to make this shorter, one, I got taught, uh, anyone that was hurting, which I feel like the story here was somebody walking along observing someone else hurting, you know, and that in the animals, when they would come and spend the day, if anybody had been hurt, I would know right away because here was what I was taught. As soon as you make eye contact, you break eye contact and you look down. And you're looking down uh, is your proof that, that you're trustworthy, that you honor them fully. And sometimes I would, I would watch them so I would, when a strange animal would come in where there was food, they would turn and the stranger would eye contact. Look down, and then they would turn around and back up, like showing their tail, like you could kill me if you want. So I learned to literally do that. I could sense uh, eye contact and quick, no more. Just I keep moving, but slowly and quietly. And if I want to get close to them, I turn my back and I back up towards them. When, They would eventually come in the house, and I helped even a little skunk deliver her babies when she was dehydrated. And it was a fox that brought the skunk, so believe that. But the looking down and breaking eye contact uh, is what the animals call the deepest respect to hold the silence. It's not the method of the course. Or the 12 steps. It's the silence, even for the animals. Um, The Course teaches me so deeply. So I was teaching them the Course in Miracles, and they were teaching me what silence does. Put silence in the meeting. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Patricia. Thank you,
2: Patricia. Oh, that was an amazing share, Patricia. Wow, gosh, thank you. That yeah. be incredible. Thank you, thank
4: you, Patricia. Inspiring, Patricia.
0: Patricia, you remind me of a um, Buddhist parable that um, um, I read recently. And um, but first, I wanted to say about the extraordinary reverence that we need to have for each other and sensitivity to people and the honor and respect um, in our approach to people. And, you know, before I, I go to my meetings in the morning, I've got birds eating out of my hands, literally, on my deck. There's no fear in them. But the fear hmm. that people, people exhibit in in their frame of mind, they have such fear and defensiveness, and they project their fear upon other people And on me when I'm totally undeserved of it. And the parable, the Buddhist parable is, um, you know, in walking in nature, uh, uh, Zen master was questioned by one of his students. He said, well, what do you do when you meet a tiger and um, a tiger wants to attack you? And he said, I just act appropriately that the tiger doesn't know that I'm one with him, that I mean him no harm, and that he will attack me, so I treat a tiger like a tiger. And um there are ways of acting and being in the world that are appropriate and people speak of boundaries, keeping boundaries and somehow when people mention that word boundaries, you know, it it's it it, it it speaks of falsity to me, that that I'm boundaryless and 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 seamless and 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 in my oneness, I'm joined and in, in complete helpfulness and harmlessness with you. But people don't feel that; they don't know that. And so, um, it's it's an, an increased sensitivity of being kind, um, because humans humans are. Um, they're so in their heads and, and they're so thinking defensively, psychologically defensively, when there's no reason for fear. Like, I'm not a tiger. I'm not going to pounce on someone and bite them, but they still feel psychologically fearful and defensive. And I think that's what the Course, in the depths of it, the heart of its teaching, is trying to reveal to us that... Um, We need to be very tender and gentle. Gentleness is such a powerful word in in my practice. And um, that's enough out of me. (laughs) Ergo, here I go, another day. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you,
8: Judy. Here you grow again, Judy.
7: Thanks again, Judy. I wanted to share a story with you, and I don't know if this is helpful to you or not, but this is Roz. Um, I knew a woman who told the story while she was cooking in her kitchen. A guy came into her kitchen with a knife, and he was about to kill her. (laughs) And what she did was she looked into his eyes and said, What is it that you need? And all of a sudden, he was disarmed. And they just sat down and had a glass of wine together. <laughs> and then she fed him dinner and And he stayed with her for that dinner. And it was the most moving story. She was such a sweet spirit, you know. But instead of seeing the anger, she saw somebody who was wounded and needed something. And... It was so powerful to hear her talk about that. And I don't know if that helps you in any way what you could say to someone who attacks you. <clears throat> but I just wanted to share with you how gentleness can disarm. Thanks. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Raj. Thank you thank
0: you.
7: you. thank you. That
0: was wow.
2: helpful to me, Raj. Thank you. Yeah, what a story. Beautiful this
8: example. Is. Totally.
6: Beautiful no, thank you, Brad.
0: Thanks. And thanks for the thanks for the word disarmed. Uh, good morning everyone. This is Lori, And um, this is a really short little section but my goodness sakes um, it's like opening a brand new book today fear to look within it precedes um, Monday's section which I think is reason and perception and it and it does it so artfully it does it like an invitation you know he starts out with how the Holy Spirit speaks he never he never condemns he never teaches you that you are sinful errors he'll correct but that makes no one fearful and then he goes into 42 remember that the ego is not alone its rule is tempered and its unknown so-called enemy capital whom it cannot even see it fears isn't that just an invitation Um, what is this other faculty would be the question that came to my mind this morning as I read it tell me about this this other faculty this other whom and then in the next paragraph what if you looked within and saw no sin and it turns out that those who have joined their brothers have detached themselves from their belief that their identity lies in the ego and here's a great definition of holy relationship the potential relationship I have with everything holy relationship is one in which you join with what is part of you already. That's another invitation. Um, and when I looked at it uh, deeply with an open mind, it was there for me to realize that joining with what is part of me already is a perfect definition of capital S self. I'm joining with what is part of me already. So now I have two things to think about. This other faculty, this other capital whom, and what I've joined with, this capital S self. Okay, so then in the next paragraph, your liberation is still only partial. That's important. That that was really important. And for me, um, I will tell you why it was really important. When I first came to this group, I don't often hear Holy Spirit in words, but when I do, I pay attention. And I only was given two words. The first was soften. Isn't that beautiful? The first was soften. And the second one was attend. Soften and attend so this paragraph really speaks to me if my liberation is only partial how do I how do I get this new and improved me how do I get the true me how do I find my true identity well I let my faith move inward past insanity and on to reason that's the faculty that he was introducing me to at the first part of this reading, this something else whom? My right mind. And what is the Holy Spirit but my own right mind? He says, all my knowledge saved for me that I might do my will. So my faith is moving inward onto reason. And you guys have touched on that. Every single voice I've heard this morning has touched on it in the open space <laughs> the different lens micah called it atlanta choosing choosing truth instead a movement of mind he said on to reason it, there was part of me uh, for the longest time that resisted um because i'm 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 intuitive i i um, I'm not, to my own thinking, I'm not a logical person, but he's not asking for my logic. What he's asking for is my attention. That's what he's asking for. And if I give my attention, that's my gift. If I give my attention, everything I need will be given me here's my other faculty then reason ego knows something of reason reason um, (laughs) here's a here's a neat um, neat little aside from the Bible actually Uh, one of the one of the epistles one of the letters uh, it was written to be in meekness before the implanted word and he's saying exactly the same thing here if i give my attention i am meek i'm asking for spirit i'm asking for truth and when i meet yeah i'm going to change that just a little bit when i offer my attention i will meet that to which i attend the holy spirit the word of truth my right mind all my wisdom saved for me so my little offering is simply attention and he says that in this work Way way back in my tabs are all mixed up right now but um <laughs> way back in in chapter 4 this is really great he says the habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. The problem isn't one of concentration, it's the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. Well, now we're back at today's lesson, aren't we? On my decision, all salvation rests this new and improved me <laughs> that the poem the opening poem spoke about this morning this capital as self that I want to have constantly in my awareness because I've already joined with what is part of me in truth I want that awareness I want that loving awareness it's easily made if I actively refuse to let my mind slip away is not that a beautiful way to say attention. In all the Raj materials, you know, perhaps you've read some of those on Christmind dot info. He says over and over and over again, Your attention is God's treasure. Your attention is God's treasure. He says the same thing in several different places. Um My notes are so mixed up because I bumped my computer and all my tabs got jumbled. Um, But here it is. He says, the kingdom, the kingdom will always be in my awareness if I focus my full attention on it. And all I need offer, he says in chapter 11, is my undivided attention for everything to be given me so I'm back to my original question that he introduces me to in paragraph 44 I've already accepted the Holy Spirit's purpose I'm no longer identifying with the ego and what reason tells me the ego would not hear so I can separate my mind from that tiny little fragment of ego by offering my attention to my right mind my reason my implanted my implanted word of God who will never ever tell me I'm sinful isn't this isn't this just a beautiful reading and so finally Uh, what I wanted to share from my personal experience is that there's a deep kind of listening um, that I can only call an ongoing dialogue with the master who wills to tell me everything he knows and share it with me because he's sharing his very identity with me he wants me to have a continuous experience with my new and improved capital S self, and the only thing he asks me for is my quiet attention, which is the invitation in that last paragraph. The quiet, the quiet way is open. <laughs> the quiet way is open. Follow it happily, and question not what must be so. What must be so, this is the way I find certainty and um and the way I realize that because he is the way the truth and the light so are so am I, and um every single voice I've heard this morning is saying the same thing that truth has been born um that we remember the forgotten song and that we have an ongoing dialogue with our right mind with our reason this new faculty um that will never ever ever keep anything i need to know from my awareness i'm complete
6: thank you Bart. oh
2: that was thank you yeah. Thank you so much, Lori.
0: That was beautiful and true. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Thank, you, Laurie. Thank, you, so Thank much. you so much, Oh, well, time slips away when we're having fun, doesn't it? <laughs> God, it's just been a great call today. And, Roz, I just i am so grateful for that word, disarmed because it's the biggest part of attention so thank you for that and um you're
7: welcome thank you for your sharing it was very beautiful
0: i think thank um, you for being here i think here. to close yeah thank you i think to close this call this morning in light of what he's asking me to realize also in that last chapter or that last paragraph the ego's weakness is my strength what he's really saying is I always choose between my own weakness and the strength of Christ in me and so from the last chapter of this book he says how do you make the choice how do you make the choice choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or remain in hell and hold your brothers there. How do you make the choice? How easily is this explained? You always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. That we share in that ongoing dialogue. And what you choose is what you think is real. Simply by never using weakness to direct your actions, you have given it no power. And the light of Christ in you is given charge of everything you do, for you have brought your weakness unto him, and he has given you his strength instead. What a beautiful invitation. The ego's weakness is my strength. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you, everyone, Thank you for so your shares. Uh, thank yes, you, thank, thank you, everyone, thank everybody. Thanks,
4: Lori. Thank How you, really? everyone.
0: Thank you, Lori. my, um, my, my great pleasure. You guys are just beautiful. Oopsie. Uh, my, as I said, my my screen's all jumbled, so give me one second, and I'll end this recording here. we go.